Hey there, welcome to the Well Enough Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany, and together we will explore the messy world of health, fitness, nutrition, and what it means to be well enough. Welcome to the first official episode of Well Enough. I'm so happy to have you here today. So I know I'm getting this episode out a little late, um, but I'm hoping it finds you before the U.S. holiday this Thursday. I wanted to talk about the concept of body neutrality and how we can practice this during the holiday season. So when I say body neutrality, I view it as a way to acknowledge the existence of our bodies and what they're capable of without assigning any good or bad emotions to them. This isn't body positivity and it isn't body hate. It's more of that gray area stuff that's integral to my nutrition and fitness philosophy. I think that the concept of body neutrality comes across as less intimidating and more accessible. Body positivity, while amazing, is nearly impossible to practice at all times. And I know it can even border on like this concept of toxic positivity sometimes when there are people constantly telling you to love your body all the time. I know our holidays and family gatherings are going to look really different this year, but even with Zoom Thanksgivings, uh, those feelings of insignificance or body image issues may still arise. And I want you to be prepared in a way that feels right for you to combat any emotions or feelings that might come from them. So holidays are notoriously difficult for those of us who've struggled with our body image and our weight. These are very food-focused holidays. And when you pair that with the impending pressure and the constant marketing of the New Year's resolution, you've got like the perfect recipe for disaster. Uh, So I wanted to share some ways that I've practiced body neutrality during the holidays over the last few years. Um, These suggestions aren't just for the holidays either. They can be applied to birthdays, work events, or just about any social situation in the future. So my first suggestion is to try to avoid diet talk whenever possible. And I want you to understand that this is something that takes a lot of practice. Diet talk is so ingrained in our society and like built into our everyday conversations that we might even participate in it without even realizing it. The last thing I want you to do is beat yourself up for participating in diet talk or having feelings of regret for not shutting it down when you have the chance. That's not what this work is about. This is not all or nothing. None of this is all or nothing, and it's not black and white. It's going to take practice. So some ways that you can avoid diet talk are just ignoring it and walking away. If you're able to, I understand that not everybody is capable of doing this. Um, Another way is to prepare a script or rehearsing some canned responses to common statements that you've heard before or that you think will inevitably come up during Thanksgiving dinner. So the easiest one to have on hand is some version of, Hey, Aunt Susan, I really prefer not to participate in this type of talk about food and our bodies, especially at this time of year where we should be exceptionally grateful for what we have. 
Some other ideas for handling diet talk include my method of distract, combat, and educate. This is where I personally write down common diet talk statements that I hear often, and I think of ways to respond depending on the situation or my audience. So for distract, I may completely change the subject or ignore the statement that the person made and ask the person a question about themselves. Almost everyone enjoys talking about themselves, and this is an easy way to steer the conversation another way. Combat can be used more tactfully, and it often comes across as sassy, at least for me. So be mindful of who your audience is when using these responses. Combat usually looks like actively shutting down a statement with a quick retort or just letting the person know that they're wrong. And lastly, for educate, I use this one most often when the person will actually be open to what I have to say. I will present this as an opportunity to share what I've learned about intuitive eating and body neutrality. And hopefully this sparks a bigger conversation where I can start to influence a person positively to reject diet culture. I've actually got a post up today on Instagram where I share five common diet talk statements and I give suggestions on how to distract, combat, and educate in response to each of them. I encourage you to check out this post or save it for future reference. Uh, you can even use it to help you come up with your own responses. If you do, I would love to hear them. So let's review two examples of some diet talk statements that you might hear and ways to respond to them to help get you started. So the first situation, I don't have an Aunt Susan. I don't know why I keep coming back to Aunt Susan, but the first situation is when Aunt Susan just goes on and on about her New Year's resolution and she says she's going to lose those last X number of pounds in 2021 and it's going to be for good this time. And statements like this are usually made to a group, at least in my experience. It's like a big announcement to everyone who's in the vicinity. Um, and this could give you a chance to really share your view with more than just the offending person in the moment. So to distract, I might say something like, what other resolutions do you have? I'm considering learning conversational Spanish. I think it would really be useful for me personally and professionally. For combat, your response may sound more like, Aunt Susan, how many times have you made that resolution? How has it worked out for you in the long run? And for a gentle education opportunity, you could ask, is there another resolution you could make to more directly improve your health? Weight loss isn't always the answer. Maybe you could just resolve to drink more water or further develop your self-care practices. What do you think? Now, if you're like me and tend to seize up when presented with a situation that might come across as confrontational, feel free to revert back to the example I talked about earlier where you can let the person know that you don't want to participate in this conversation or simply just walk away unannounced. Now, the next situation is clearly more confrontational, and I truly hope this doesn't happen to you this year or ever, um, but I know it does, and I have lived this experience myself, so I share it with you today. Um, I didn't have these responses when I had this experience, and you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty, and I always think of the perfect thing to say days, weeks, years later. Um, so I share them with you now. So in this situation, here you are. You're going back to the kitchen for another slice of your favorite pumpkin pie. So good. Extra whipped cream. And somebody says to you, 
Oh, you're back for seconds, huh? Are you sure you want more pie? And now you're just like, you're seeing red. So if you can keep your composure, I commend you. I'm not saying to smash the pie in their face, but I'm also not telling you to not do that. Okay, but seriously, our distract option could sound like, yeah, of course I am. What type of pie is your favorite? And come back where I shine, at least in my mind, you could say, don't you have something better to do than to track my food for me? And just leave it at that. And if you'd like to use this as an opportunity to educate them, you could say something like, yeah, I've started practicing intuitive eating. And right now I notice that I feel like having more pie. Have you ever heard of intuitive eating? Let me tell you more about it. So like I said, I've shared these two examples and three others in my latest Instagram posts for you to reference, save or gain inspiration from to create your own responses. So feel free to check that out. Okay. So let's talk about some more internal work to practice body neutrality during the holidays. One thing that has helped me tremendously, not just in body acceptance, but in many aspects of life is a gratitude journal. If you haven't done this before, it probably sounds silly and it's going to feel awkward when you first start, but I encourage you to give it a try. So I want you to write down one or more things that your body does for you each day that you are thankful for. This could be as simple as my body houses my soul and my organs, or my body allows me to run around with my children or my pup. My arms are great at hugging my partner after a long day and so on. If you'd like, pause this podcast, yeah, right now, and write down something you're grateful for related to your body. Go ahead, give it a shot. I'll be right here. I usually have these written down in a dedicated space like a journal, But I find having a few really good ones saved up to a notes app on my phone is particularly useful when I'm having a tough time and I'm not around my gratitude journal. I always have my phone near me and this makes the list way more accessible. Another technique that's often overlooked is the power of positive self-talk. This is something I personally struggle with, um, recognizing when I'm participating in negative self-talk and actively combating those thoughts with positive thoughts. So practicing daily mantras, or even doing some mirror work helps so much in developing body neutrality and gaining self-confidence. You can also practice recognizing and acknowledging negative self-talk and having prepared responses to common hangups, kind of like you have those prepared responses to friends and family members. Personally, this has been the most difficult for me. It's easy for me to say negative things about myself over and over again in my head, and it's difficult to recognize this cycle and actively combat it with positive self-talk. My advice for all of these tactics, especially this one, is just practice, practice, practice. You could also make a habit of journaling, if only for just the holiday season. Don't get too worked up and feeling like you have to journal every day. Every once in a while is better than nothing. I like having journaling prompts available to me rather than just letting my mind wander where I might struggle to think of something to write or even have too much to write and get distracted. If journaling is something you're interested in trying out, Head over to my website where you can download a week's worth of journaling prompts for free and you'll be added to my weekly journaling subscription list. This is where I'm going to start sharing a few journal prompts each week. My next bit of advice is to ditch the scale, even if it's just for the season. Ditching the scale is a huge component of intuitive eating and I know that may seem scary if weight tracking has been such a significant part of your life for so long. I find that if you give yourself a time frame, Uh, when you will allow yourself to check the scale again, it might make it easier to keep it out of sight, out of mind for a month or two. 
Sometimes you may even realize how much peace comes along with not tracking your weight and you might not feel the need to get the scale back out. One last tip is to try not to pay attention to anyone else's plate. Don't worry about how much or how little somebody else is eating at the table. Know that these holiday foods are inherently special and most can be eaten whenever. If they are special, I want you to give yourself full permission to indulge if you'd like. Please do not restrict your favorite treats this season and don't go all out binging only to restrict after the new year. That is the last thing I want you to do. Eat as much as you need to feel satisfied, both physically and mentally or emotionally. So when you're approaching intuitive eating this holiday season, remember that it's not an all or nothing practice. You don't have to use all of these methods and you don't have to do them perfectly. I encourage you to start small and pick the easiest or most impactful tool. More tools or practices slowly as you feel the need to. By practicing body neutrality, you're giving yourself permission to trust your body. You can trust yourself and you can trust yourself in knowing that you will make the appropriate choices for yourself and your body. So that's all I have for you today. I hope um, some of these tips resonated with you and will help you make it through this holiday season. Please feel free to reach out to me uh, through email or my DMs on Instagram. They're always open and I don't mind helping you come up with some canned responses or help you work through um, some situations that might arise for you this holiday season. I want to thank you for listening today and invite you to follow along with Well Enough wherever you get your podcast. You can find me, Brittany, at Brittany, etc., B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y-E-T-C on Instagram, where I share rule-free systems for healthy-ish living geared towards mothers like myself, discuss uh, body neutrality, nutrition basics, and how to make applicable mindset shifts and behavior changes. I'm looking forward to seeing you over there. So I hope you all enjoy your Thanksgiving this Thursday if you're in the States like I am. Um, and we will talk soon. Um, enjoy the time with your friends and family, even if it's over Zoom. Please be responsible. Please wear a mask. Make sure you take care of yourself and be well enough. Bye.